Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. All right, Southern California, I'm very excited about today's show because we're going to talk about karma. Explicitly, karma in the natal chart, why the astrology natal chart is literally a map of karma, why it is so important for us to understand this as fact that the astrology chart is in fact a map of karma, and also to understand that some people are shown a lot more karmic influence as far as lessons and debts, or actually problems and situations that they are trying to absolve or take care of or grow with. So in a lot of ways, this show is very, very important because it helps us understand what we're doing here and why we're here and why some people seem to suffer more than others and why some people actually seem to have a life that is graced and they don't hardly suffer at all. Okay, now, we've done some very, very heavy, awesome, powerful topics. I've been getting a lot of calls and a lot of responses that people have been very, very excited about the topics we've been doing. We're kind of running a, I don't know, basic metaphysics, basic astrology seminar series here the past few weeks. So I decided that we might as well do this topic too, this karma in the natal chart. Remember when we talked about the different planes of existence, when you go from the physical plane into the reverie plane and then into the cosmic plane, the awareness plane? Actually, for today's show, to understand about astrology, you must understand that first of all, none of us are here by accident. We all come here with an explicit purpose, an explicit mission, an explicit debt, usually one or more, multiple debts. And we all come here to try to grow. You see, God is really, in my definition, what I would call eternal manifestation. So a lot of people say, why is life the way it is? Because God, which is a definition of choice or variety, and in its choice and variety and with its free will and eternal manifestation, it can manifest anything. See, like the power of God is all-powerful, and we are all in control of that power. Some of us aren't, but we all have this power to manifest. So along the lines of eternal manifestation, we can create a garbage pile if we're not careful. And that's what a lot of people think we've done on Earth in many instances. Of course, there's supposed to be other realms and other planets that are a lot worse off than Earth. So if you're real bad, you can get subject to another reincarnation cycle that can make Earth look like a circus. But anyway, if you want to know what a definition of hell is, that probably is what hell is. But still, along the lines of this eternal manifestation process, here in the Earth plane, we definitely deal with a law of cause and effect, which is called karma, which means that, of course, we do have this power of manifesting whatever we want to manifest, believe it or not. We can manifest anything we want. But if this manifestation is a negative manifestation, if it is something that either hurts or abuses others or the self, then it is called a karma or a debt. See, because everything in the universe is really the self. Everything in the universe really deals with the center of all things. So at your center is the self. So whatever the self manifests that is negative, as far as hurting the reflection of self, which is the outer world that we sense, or as far as hurting or abusing the self itself, then that creates a negative vibration or a karma, which is a debt that comes back to us. And people say, why karma? Well, this is the only way we can learn lessons and evolve and actually learn about this manifestation process. If you want to understand how eternal manifestation works, then play with the laws of cause and effect. Because if you manifest good things and fun things and loving things, then that will manifest. It reminds me 
of these people that have horrible childhoods. They grow up hating their parents. They have all this anger towards their parents, their mom, their dad, towards people. Did you ever hear somebody say they didn't like people or they didn't like their mom, didn't like their dad? They're carrying around a lot of anger inside of them and a lot of hate. They haven't processed. See, like, I think the lesson of Christ, for example, is to love thy crucifier. Here's this guy being nailed to the cross for nothing, right? And he's loving these guys that are killing him. He's being really compassionate about the whole thing. And, and I understand these guys that nailed him to the cross were pretty much in tears because they were aware that what they were doing was definitely wrong. You know, and the message there is kind of like, love thy crucifier or embrace thy mission. It's like, even if life seems bad, I remember the one basic premise, in my opinion, as to how life works, is that the world is my reflection. And because all I have here is myself, the best way for me to get through this situation as comfortable and as painless as possible is to try to embrace the whole thing for better or for worse. And I have reasons to be mad at my parents. I'm sure you have reasons to be mad at your parents. But the problem is that what we do is by growing up in an environment that wasn't necessarily positive, if we carry hate and anger around with us, then we're constantly projecting a negative out in the universe, a negative reflection that comes back to us in the form of a karma that could be with other people in other relationships beyond the mother and father. That's why uh, even if your mother and father were all out jerks, it's important for you to be emotionally and psychologically healthy, in my opinion, to try to embrace the whole thing and say the heck with it, I love him anyway. That's kind of like, I think, the reason why one of the Ten Commandments is honor thy father and thy mother. And that's hard for a lot of people to do because a lot of people have been through hell with their parents. But still, if you want to blame your parents, fine. If you want to blame yourself, fine. But it's still karma. It's still a negative vibration that has come back to you. Maybe you yourself were this parent who is now in your life. Because like I say, the universe is your reflection, right? And in so doing, you've come back with a sun-opposed moon or a sun-square moon in your chart some type of heavy karma, emotional karma with your folks. And this is a return of a vibration you sent out from a past life. So instead of just writing it off as a karma and saying, okay, you know, the problem is, is that people go through their lives and they have all these negative things happen with their parents, with their lovers, with their careers. They end up hating their mom and dad, hating certain friends, hating people they compete with, hating bosses and coworkers, and hating all these people. And all this hate is a negative projection that comes back to you. Other people start hating you. You have all this anger. Other people are angry with you. I think metaphysically, the most spiritually healthy people I have met, and the best way to absolve karma is to remove hate. Sure, there's certain people that I feel I'm competing with, and sure, there's certain people I might not like. I might not want to hang out with them and be their friend, but I don't hate them. Not liking someone is different than hating them. I still try to love everyone unconditionally, even though I might not want to hang out with them, because I see everyone, without reservation, as a reflection of myself, even those in the immediate vicinity. So when a person is born in this dimension and they have a certain astrology pattern, that pattern is disseminated many times in trying to understand the karma by analyzation of the stress between the planets at birth. And like I have reiterated many times, if we can identify squares in our chart, right angles that exist between planets in our chart, with the Earth as a focal point, if you have a planet in your chart that is three signs away, almost exactly 90 degrees away from another planet, that will earn an aspect, a geometrical aspect, geometrical, that is called a square. If you have planets in your chart that are exactly opposite each other, that will earn an aspect, a geometrical aspect, that is called opposites or opposition. And we can learn karma. We can understand karmic patterns of this hate and anger, this love-hate and anger pattern, by understanding these square and opposition aspects. And typically, 
a square will help us identify the fact that we have a karmic debt with ourself, where we hated ourselves or lowered our own self-esteem, put ourselves down in past lives, were unable to be in a state of selfless love and humble love and authentic love toward our own selves and our own God spark spirits, right? Where we would carry this anger with us into another lifetime in the form of a square that would obviously be an insecurity, a vulnerability, a part of us that would take things personal, like in an emotional or mental situation, right? And a part of us that would say, wow, you know, look in the mirror. I don't like what I see. Look at the hands. Look at the feet. Look at the body. Look at the hair. Look at the face. Look at the no. Find a reason to put yourself down, and there's probably plenty of squares in your chart, especially squares to the first house or the ascendant. And this is specifically a karma concerning your own relationship with yourself. We can really disseminate karma in the natal chart and understand our current states of karma by doing this. Now, the opposition is a little bit more trickier and a little bit more creative because in the opposition, we actually, in our past lives, have done so much damage externally. More than hating ourselves, the hate and the anger is now projected onto the world and directed onto the world aggressively, where physical and emotional and mental abuse of others takes place, where we create these blocks of karma, where we need other people in our lives to help recognize, identify, and hopefully process this hate and anger. And this is when, those of you with oppositions in your chart, you'll notice that sometimes your parents and your childhood was near impossible. You'll also notice that sometimes the people you create in relationships in your life are near impossible. The people you marry become impossible. You know what a focal point on karma is in the natal chart? I find that squares will help us delineate where we hate ourselves and where we're angry with ourselves. And oppositions reveal a karma where we hate or we are angry with other people. Now remember, life is just, and God is a merciful energy. That's why there is karma. Because if we've been bad in past lives, then we earn these squares and oppositions. And therefore, we need to pay this off. We need to identify the hate and anger in our lives that we have, either towards ourselves with the squares, or that we've manifested with other people with the oppositions. And then we know why we hate our parents, We hate our lovers and ex-boyfriends. We hate people that we compete with. And we also can hate whoever, Dukakis, Reagan, Bush. It's like even though people are in a position where they really can surrender their souls and surrender their lives to a need to be free from all this hate and anger. And this is why I love psychology. And this is why I also love psychologists. And this is why I also love my sister, Melanie, someone who actually has been into psychology for many years. She's an MFCC. And she has encouraged me to get therapy early in life because she knew that I was dealing with a lot of hate and anger towards myself, towards my parents, towards my friends, and towards others. So I was graced with having a sister like Melanie and also being graced with being able to have the opportunity to get the psychological therapy in group and in private practice, which I'm currently proud of. It's really helped me become a counselor to help process this hate and anger, which I later found out through my chart from the five squares I had, was a lot of hate and anger I had towards Farley because everyone sort of assisted me in being mad at myself or helping me feel insecure or small about everything I did. It's like guilt ran rampant everywhere. There's a lot of people in this world that think they're perfect, but everybody has squares and oppositions. Everybody almost in the world has hate and anger. I want to know if anybody on the phone today, when they call, if somebody can tell me out there that without reservation, they love everyone. Charles Manson, Adolf Hitler, 
Mussolini, Hannibal, Alexander the Great. Let's talk about mass murderers, right? The Hillside Strangler. These people still have God's particles in them. They are still subject to the laws of karma. But when we put ourselves in a position of judging ourselves and others, of creating hate and anger, then we are just manifesting more negative vibration, more karma, and more situations in our life that can be negative as far as our future and current states. So when it comes to understanding astrology, I want you to understand that astrology is an extremely metaphysical science. It is a science of the soul, of the evolution of the soul. And the energy pattern we absorb at birth is a powerful karmic pattern that lets us know what our current state of debt is concerning this hate and anger. If you really want to absolve karma, then it's time to say goodbye to all that stuff. I think the truly spiritual person and the truly happy person that has total chakra control and total control of their karmic growth is a person that knows how to process their emotions and surrender this hate and this anger. And like I say, the squares in your chart will help you define the hate and anger and the low self-esteem and insecurity you have towards yourself. And the oppositions will help show you why you are a mistress or a master at creating the wrong people, the wrong parents, the wrong career in your life over and over again. Why you love the person that rejects you with the oppositions. You are taking a look at your past reflection and you're hating it. Or you're obsessed with it. And the only way to overcome this stuff is to say goodbye to it. My philosophy is love thyself without reservation in a humble way and love thy world without reservation in a humble way and try to avoid emotions like hate and anger and then the karmic banks will stop. You know what happens with hate and anger? It compounds. And insecure people that hate others and hate themselves and that are angry, they need attention. And then they turn to things like cheating or lying or stealing or manipulation or crime or drugs. They can't handle being conscious in their own right. So they need altered states. And it gets out of hand. It gets totally out of hand. And you know what? When people, when they die, and when they've let go of this hate and anger, when they've processed it out, if they do decide to come back to this earth plane as a teacher, they don't have as many squares and oppositions. In fact, if they've done deeds, if they've helped others, then they get more trines and sextals that reveal the dharma, or the care, or the love, or the nurturing, or the compassion we've given out. Some people come back to earth with these blessed charts, right? With all this dharmic energy and a lot less karma, and they blow it. They're lazy. These people with grand trines and double grand trines, they're given a gift horse. They're given the inheritances. They're given the legacies. They're still a teacher, but they don't do anything with it. So you know what happens? They blow their karma, and they come back in their next life with a lot more intense pattern of payment. You know, this, this stuff, this astrology stuff is really, in my opinion, it's very important. And if I could teach in my lifetime millions of people how to understand the laws of karma, then I really think that life on earth would be a much happier place. If all of us became aware that we were definitely guilty and subject to the ramifications of our own behavior, that it would all be coming back to us, that the world is in fact us in our reflection, that everything we do manifests in the negative. If you take a look at the state of this world right now and at all the hate and anger there is, it's frightening. It is frightening what the karmic debt is. The battle lines have to be dropped here for a change. Then people start getting political and they get upset about it. If I have piqued your interest to get an astrology chart, you know, the one thing about the people that are supporters to this show is during these astrology topics, they pull out their charts and they look for the squares and oppositions. And they listen to my topic and they go, now I understand my karma. Now I understand this hate and anger. And now he's told me what to do about it. Meditation, therapy. Some people, meditation is not enough. You need therapy to help put in perspective the events that led to this anger and this hate. It's heavy. It's important. Would you like to let someone in your life die where there's a hate still existing? Give me a break. 
hope when it comes time for me to pass into the light that whoever's left on this earth from me knowing that there's at least an attempt to make a peace with these individuals. That's how you absolve karma. Even though my higher self is a little crazy. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Astrological Metaphysical Radio. And I'm Farley Malaris. And the, today's topic, I think a vital topic, is called Karma in the Natal Chart. Okay? And obviously, some people are born to this planet without any squares or oppositions. But guess what? Everybody has two charts. The chart you're born with, or the natal chart, and also the chart that exists on a daily basis. The transit chart. So even if you're born without squares and oppositions, that may possibly mean your karma is lessened. I still truly believe that everyone human has karma. Notice that even Christ was punished and tortured and killed. So everyone human does seem to have a debt. Number two, everyone has a Saturn. And in case you didn't know, Saturn is the planet of karma and major life lesson. And number three, everyone goes through continuous transit squares and oppositions. So even if you're not born with a karmic pattern of squares and oppositions, whenever you notice your chart is going through a transit square or a transit opposition, you are being given the opportunity to hate yourself or others or create anger towards yourself or others. That's why people sometimes have such a hard time when they're having a long transit that features squares and oppositions. That's why if you're married to someone and they're having a Saturn square Venus or Saturn square Mars, they might be difficult to live with because they're going through a choice of whether they want to hate or love the situation they're in. And you know what else I love? You know what else that's really metaphysical and really powerful? Those of us that have Scorpio planets. I think it was God's major joke to give me a Scorpio moon. I gave myself the moon. I'm responsible for it. I assume responsibility for it. But the Scorpio moon and Scorpio planets are very interesting because we are so extreme. We are actually what I would call animals or engines of love-hate. See, it is so hard for people with pronounced Scorpio planets in their chart, even Saturn, right, to be middle of the road. So it is so important for us with Scorpio moons to project constant love. I call it unconditional love. Because if you don't want to make a Scorpio moon angry, I hate to say this, but when I get mad, it takes some pushing. We're talking about a small nuclear explosion, you know. Of course, it's not a proper thing for a Scorpio person to project. But I want you to know that people with Scorpio planets and 8th house planets, which also imitate Scorpio energy, so if you have Scorpio or 8th house planets, then you're there. Scorpio energy does rule metaphysics and the occult energies. And that's why we are given an obvious, intense look at the way the system works. Karma, love, hate, extremism. It's like a Scorpio moon can't hide their feelings sometimes if they're in love because they come across gangbusters with it. And if somebody who has a Scorpio moon or Scorpio planets doesn't like someone, it's clearly usually simple. There's pretty much of a wall up there, a cold wall. So the Scorpio energy people are people that typically have a major lesson up front concerning this whole thing with karma. We are like karma mechanisms, definitely. That's why I'm glad I have the Scorpio moon because I wouldn't be here without it. I wouldn't have learned all this stuff. I wouldn't have been vulnerable and sensitive and insecure like I was with four squares on my moon to understand how the whole system works. That's why I love my mother and I love my father and I love my sister and any girlfriends I've been with or my ex-wife. I love all of them and I love all of you and I'm doing the best I can to feel one with God and with the universe and understand the world and the universe and the history of this planet as a reflection of my own self. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's life. It's the way things are. A lot of you needed to hear this topic. 
because I didn't get the topic until 40 seconds before I went on the air. I had no idea what this topic was, and it just came to me, and sometimes the overmind delivers. So I know a lot of you needed to hear this topic, and I hope it helped you. Okay, and we went with fewer commercials that half hour, so if you like this show and what we're about, it's up to you to support this show and keep us strong. Let's go to Vicky now, who was in the studio with us yesterday. Oh, wait a second. Let's see if we can get this thing, this board to work properly. I used to be an engineer in a past. Hello, Vicky. Hi, Farley. Thanks so much for letting us be a guest yesterday, and the Bonner family love you. Oh, well, I love your little girl. Vicky brought a, a well-behaved four-year-old, which we allowed in the control room, Asia, and it was great having you. just called to say thanks, huh? Yeah. Oh, God bless you, hon. Thank you. <laughs> did, you did you enjoy the topic? Oh, sure. Well, I wanted to ask you real quick. I have Saturn in Scorpio. What does that mean? And it's in the third house. Well, you know, when you have Saturn in Scorpio, what we do is we combine the house and the sign to understand your major life's karma. And the house is third house, which is psychological communications and brothers and sisters. And Scorpio is an energy, a vibration that represents love and sex and intimacy or getting very close with people. So it means I have karma with sex. You definitely could have karma with sex or transformation the inability to let go and process your life in order to evolve, both, okay? Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Roberto. He has a question about his Scorpio girlfriend. Yo, Roberto. Yeah. Hello, Farley. How'd the topic sound? Okay? Oh, it's terrific. I just love it. It's just incredible. Bueno. Okay. What can oh, we do bueno. for you today? <laughs> yeah, muy bueno. All right. Well, uh, she would like to know something about she's a Scorpio, too. Oh, really? So yeah, you... She is uh, November 2nd, 55. Is she very extreme like I was talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, not really, you know, but we were talking sometimes about it, you know. Do you know why? She has Saturn in Scorpio, too. Oh, so really? that Yeah, so that might level her out a little bit huh. and allow her to be more freer. Roberto, she's shown a marriage coming up. Oh, really? But she may be kind of critical and analytical, a little bit too hard on you sometimes. Uh-huh. Is she? Is she hard on you? Uh, well, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, okay. Well, basically, she's gone through lots of changes with you in this relationship, uh -huh. and I do see her as being a wonderful girl and someone that can be very, very happy and very, very loving, and also somebody that can grow along with people as long as she's not too stubborn, uh -huh. and she's a very, very hard worker, uh -huh. so I do think that basically uh, she can be a nice person as long as she sticks to the proper track of being confident and optimistic, okay? I see. Thank yeah. you. Because she's a double Scorpio. Seems like, uh, you know, that's too much of a karma there. <laughs> it's a lot of Scorpio, huh? Yeah. Is she pushy or bossy? Um, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but it's certainly way from... Yeah. Okay, thanks, Roberto. Bye-bye. Let's go to Judith now, who has a question about her son. And Judith is November 22nd, 1964. Okay, Judith, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Farley. The topic today was fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, it's been fantastic. Can you spell fantastic for me? I love it. Uh, well, was there a clear transmission? Yes. I had one of the switches flicked, and I heard an echo for a while. It, it sounded kind of Twilight Zone-ish, didn't it? Well, sometimes <laughs> I feel Twilight zone -ish. Okay, what can we do for you? Okay, the birth date is my son's, November 27, 1964. He just wants a general scan. Is he listening? I, no, he's at work tape the program for you, and he's got his chart from you. Mm-hmm. Wow, this guy, I don't doubt he's at work. He's probably always at work. <laughs> yes. Is he an engineer? No. What does he do? He works in a bookstore. Amazing. He has a extremely metaphysical chart here, Mars conjunct Uranus in Virgo, and also Mars conjunct Uranus and Pluto in Virgo, mm -hmm. so his interests run very deep. Yes. He may be a, a closet metaphysical counselor or healer. Yes. Well, I think that... He hasn't come out of the closet yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get him out. Yeah, well, get, don't worry. Be a little patient, but I think he's going to do quite well. 
He has shown a magnificent career surge in metaphysics imminent that will last for many, many years. Wonderful. Okay, tell him I said hi, okay? Thanks a lot, Farley. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Okay. Let's go to Suzanne now on line four, Aries Cancer Rising. Hi. Hi, Farley. What a great program. I have to tell you, the first time I heard the program was um, regarding the Saturn return. And you mentioned people born in the year 59. And I rushed home and got a chart that I had taken a class, astrology class, seven, eight years ago. And pulled it out and thought I'd give you a call today. first chance I had. Okay. And you have such a beautiful chart. You look like somebody who's gone through a life that might have been filled with lots of roller coaster emotions. So you really probably plugged into this love-hate phenomenon, the topic today. You know what? I, I was hysterical laughing because you were talking about Scorpio and Moon, and I looked on the chart, and sure enough, Scorpio and Moon, and it's exactly me. And you also have uh, yeah, Neptune and Scorpio, opposition right. Venus and Taurus, which is a lot of anger. Wow. Really? Yeah, it could be some anger from me. You can carry that stuff from past lives, believe it or not. But, see, you do have Mars in Gemini, which is a part of you that likes to talk things out and process. See, you're a real psychological-oriented person. So you probably understand a lot of these concepts and, and use them. You've probably had some therapy, in fact. Yes, as a matter of fact. See? I understand them, but you know what? I forget. I have a short memory. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are shown a wonderful rebirth at this time, metaphysically and spiritually. Right now, it's not an accident you'd get back into metaphysics and astrology. And you are also shown potential great wealth. Like imminent, imminent great wealth, your Saturn return actually should be more pleasant than most because you have a grand trine on your Saturn. Venus in Taurus, trine Saturn in Capricorn, grand trine Pluto in Virgo. So you are going to be given something very special as you approach 30. I think approaching uh, your birthday coming up next year, some very exciting opportunities are going to be confronted from you and you're going to grab the bull by the tail and you're going to go for it. And I think you're going to make a major killing somewhere in finances and career. I'm real proud of you. Thanks. What about love? Just real quick. Yeah, you've been through Sorry. the. It looks like you've been through the mix master with that stuff, huh? <laughs> Tell me about it. It's We're talking awful. about the karmic circus, you know. It's yeah. like Big Top Susan instead of Big Top Pee Wee. There. Yeah, I don't know. When you have Mars and Gemini, you guys have been brutalated by all these Sag transits. Oh, I think vibrations will improve once Saturn and Uranus leave Sag by next year. But in the meantime, you're given the option to have fun. You know, be casual. I think you just get too intense. You want marriage and commitment and this. I think you worry too much about it. For you, you should imagine relationships as a tree uh-huh. and give them the patience to grow. In my opinion, you'll be better off, okay? All right. Thanks a lot, Farley. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm going to take that advice myself. I am a tree. I am a special tree. I am a large, powerful, strong, special tree. Okay. Oak tree. <laughs> Caroline is a double cancer. Happy birthday to you. Right? Thank you. You don't belong in the zoo. <laughs> I hope not. With monkeys and animals. Okay. What can we do for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave me the laugh of the day. All right. <laughs> that's the best present. I wanted a general scan with the emphasis on love and contract deeds. Contract deeds. Now, There's is this no dates. contract money. dates? Sign for money. Any day. Any day. As long as the moon's not void course or as long as there is... The moon perhaps is building to full now, starting at 2.58 today. So anytime in the next two weeks, you have Saturn and Uranus trying your Venus, so you are shown immediate gains in finances. I make no guarantees, but at least it's in your chart. Yeah, it's in the work. Yeah, and as far as romance goes... In the next two weeks, sign those papers. Right. 
Okay. And boy, are you looking for some love right now, huh?、Mm-hmm. We're talking about obsessed, right? No. You want some action, don't you? Come on. Not exactly. <laughs> Jupiter's on your Mars, Caroline. This、yeah. is it. Got a little action, but I'm, <laughs> I'm the one that's holding back. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, you are showing relationships right now. If you can get off a career for a while,、yeah. but、uh, you are one powerful puppy, and I think the men need to be noticed in front. That I'm a Cancer with Venus and Leo and Mars and Taurus, so back off, buddy. Don't make me mad. We have to let people know how powerful you are. Okay, <laughs> you are one tough cookie. Try to be more tender with the guys, and you'll have more luck. My advice. Okay. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Let's go to line number six. Is it Gail or is it Gave or Gay? Gay. Okay, Gay. How, how you doing, Gay? Bye. And you are the Scorpio Pisces rising. Yes. So, did you relate to the topic? Yes. <laughs> a little extremist there, huh? And I've got four planets in Scorpio. Wow! So you're into the love hate thing too, then, huh? <laughs> love you, hate you. Yeah, I guess.、So. Yeah, isn't that sad? I know. It's hard for me to be middle of the road. If I want to seduce someone, then it's fairly obvious. And if I don't really have anything to do with them, it's fairly obvious I don't want to seduce them.、Yeah. They say we want to be your friend. It's hard for a Scorpio moon to be friends. We are the lovers or haters. So, what can we do for you today? I want a general scan, and especially on career and love. On love and career, so you have the same question I have. <laughs> That's exactly. If I called the talk show, I'd say I want a general scan too. I made up my mind today. I was going to try to help everyone, just like I would want to be helped. Yeah. In case they called me, boy, you're a perfectionist here. Whoa. Is there a man that's been created that'll satisfy you? Is the question. Oh yeah. <laughs> have you gone through a real,、uh, real ringer here lately with a relationship? Yeah.、Uh, have you let go yet, or is it too difficult? Oh,、no, we're still together. Oh, gay! What are you doing? Yeah, too. Oh, he's a Scorpio too. What a pair! <laughs> My God, do you fight with each other? We argue, but we know how to get along with each other. Oh, good. Well, you know, this is a real karmic time for you. Neptune in Capricorn is square your Mars in Libra, and Saturn and Uranus will be up there to square it too. So there's lots of emotions flying here, and you need to pay attention to today's topic to help balance your relationships more, see each other more as a reflection, and I think that will help.、Mm-hmm. And you are showing a power surge in career over the summer. Emphasis on the end of this month and beginning of next.、Okay. And we're showing a little bit need for more freedom in your career, more fun, maybe more mobility, more travel and such. I have an application, and I'm waiting to hear from. Good luck. I think you're going to get the job very soon. Oh, great. Was that fun? Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Are you mad at me? I'm a psychologist. <laughs> oh my God, a Scorpio psycho! I'm just kidding. I call psychologists their nickname is psycho. For me, <laughs> I say my sister's a psycho too. No, you know I'm just joking, right? Yeah, but you said something about if you have Mars and Libra. Yeah, that's a good counselor. Yeah, I have Mars and Libra just like you, right? Real close. Yeah. But so did Elvis Presley.、Uh- <laughs> and so do half the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> okay, I'll see you, Gay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let's go over here now to Joan on line number seven with Sun Moon rising. Hi, how you doing? Having fun. Good. I just want to ask you a question. Like, for instance, today Pluto's in Scorpio, right? Right.、And、my natal chart Pluto's in Leo. So does that mean that my Pluto now is in my eighth house in Scorpio? It's going through that. You have Pluto in Leo real early, though. Yeah, in the fifth house. Right, and Pluto in Scorpio. Let's see. Yeah, Pluto's transiting your eighth house, but it doesn't affect itself anymore. You've already had your Pluto square Pluto.、Oh, I just. My question was, does that mean now that it's going like in the eighth house? I just want to know, like for instance, like the Sun is in. Cancer today, so that would be going through my Virgo. Yeah, whenever a planet goes through a house in your chart, it usually manifests activity in that part of your life. So if Pluto's been going through your eighth house for a while, then there's probably been some Plutonian factors, transformation concerning values, life and death, love and sex, intimacy, that type of stuff.、Uh, See that? So you figure out 
what's happening to your life by following what houses the planets are coursing through. Okay, and then on where the rising sign is, like it says 21 Pisces and 30 underneath, is the 21 the degree? Right, 21's the one on top. That's the degree. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, you want the 21 degree vibration? Yeah, for my Pisces rising. No way. No, why should I tell you? Uh, because you're a nice guy. Okay, in that case, I'll tell you. Okay. You every day. All right, in that case, you got it. The essence vibration of the separation that you've chosen from 21 Pisces is called the new beginning, a deeper hope in the future of the world and humanity, and a faith in divine justice and divine sciences. Hmm. That's you, okay? So the 21 goes around the whole wheel, though, at the beginning of each, you know, like it says, 21 Aquarius, Capricorn. That's right. It's equal house. That's all equal houses. Oh, that's equal house. That's what I teach, right. Oh, very good. Well, you answered that question. Okay. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Stephanie is a Sag Leo Rising. Hi, Steph. Hi. A Leo Rising. Yes, yes. I know. Whenever I see Leo Rising women, I know how powerful you guys are. <laughs> well, Ooh, I was married to a Leo Rising. Mm. I still got scars. No? <laughs> well, thank you very much, Farley. And I wanted to tell you that you've been such an inspiration in my life. Since your meditation class that I took. Yes. I've given up coffee. I've given up eating meat. And I'm down to one cigarette a day. Wow. One, that little bugger gets you. A little cigarette creeps out of the pack and goes, Stephanie, come over here for a second. I'd like to jump in your mouth for a second. <laughs> Have you tried the straw thing by cutting no. down the straw and sucking air instead of smoking that cigarette? No, not yet. Yeah, that works for me, you know, so. Did you have to smoke too, Farley? Yeah. Are you kidding? In all my lifetimes, I've done everything. <laughs> I'm guilty, you know. It's like I've done everything for sure. Yeah, no questions, I'm I sure. Now, my main question is this. You were saying, you know, I'm 28 degrees Leo rising. You're saying I'm a powerful woman. Thank you very much. But what I really wanted to ask you about is I often hear you say people with Mars opposed Jupiter, or I should say women with Mars opposed Jupiter, you're always going, ooh, you know, I have Mars opposed Jupiter. Oh, my God. So what does that mean, Farley? <laughs> hate and anger. A lot of hate and a lot of anger, possibly, especially in relationships. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you know something? I always try to get over it. Well, then you're, you're growing. If you don't have any problems with men, then you're growing. But if you do have problems with men, that's the Mars-opposed Jupiter. Well, uh, Stephanie, I'd like to spend the whole day with you, but I'm running out of time, and I have some other callers. Thank you. If you want a personal consultation, though, I'm available, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. But I'm not going to get in an argument with a Leo rising who's got a Mars-opposed Jupiter when there's only two minutes to go. Anyway. I love those Leo Risings. They call you up and they say, we love you, Farley. We need you, Farley. By the time you get done with the call, you feel like you're being attacked and run over by it. But God bless you, Steph. I understand. Well, there's another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio in the can. Those of you that have been listening every day regularly, those career fanatics, those housewives, a lot of you drivers and couriers out there that listen to the show every day, hey, I appreciate the support, and I know you're out there listening every day. The question is, what the heck kind of topic is he going to do tomorrow? I don't know what he's going to do. Okay, everybody, I love you. Please, life's too short to take personal, so mellow out. We'll see you real soon, weekdays, on the Fox at 12 noon. Bye, everybody.